Hi, it's Madeline from Embrace the Madness. I am here with another episode on a podcast that explores kind of the crazy chaos that we experience every day as humans and how to use it from a growth perspective, use these experiences to help us be the best humans we can be and get the best things out of life. So if you are a religious listener, you probably have realized that it's been, I think, like three weeks since I did an episode. And so of course, like, I mean, I'm a human and so human things happen to me. (laughs) Um, I guess I don't even know how to say it. But I I've just been going through some things and this past week my boyfriend lost his brother. And so we have been processing that, healing from that and that's kind of where my attention has gone naturally. And so we miss him already so 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 much. We're just taking it day by day. It's kind of like one of those situations where you don't really know what else to do other than just take it minute by minute. And I think that, you know, with each day, things are getting better, but I'm being painfully reminded that healing isn't linear. And so you could be on a good kick for the day and then something crosses your mind and you are in a corner in the fetal position again. And that's okay. And so I think right now I am just allowing myself the space and time to heal. And, you know, I've never had a partner lose their sibling. And so I'm just trying to figure out what I can do to provide support and compassion for my boyfriend. So that's what's kind of um, been happening. And and I have also experienced a little bit of trauma. I mean, naturally so. I wanted to take the time to talk about trauma and healing from that. And it's so easy to talk about self-care and growing and improvement and stuff like that. And I think it's also important to acknowledge the not-so-fun parts of life, you know, like if my whole spiel is embracing the madness, like how the hell do you embrace trauma and really, really intense moments of fear and I mean, it's relevant to our human experience, and so I feel like we need to talk about it in order to not normalize it, but just allow people the space to be vulnerable and share their experiences and share their most intense feelings because, unfortunately, it's not necessarily personal, and trauma is very prevalent in our world today. Everybody I feel like has a degree of trauma in their life. And I think it it falls on a spectrum too, because, you know, 
There are serious instances where emotional or sexual abuse physically changes who you are as a person, but then also like less commonly apparent things. Like if you feel neglected or if you feel abandoned and trauma is just so fucking real and raw. And I think that, you know, when we're empowered to talk about this, then it is healing in itself. And I think uh, we'll talk about it, but it's kind of a way in which you're working through it in order to move past it. And I mean, I guess not really past. You're you're working through the pain and I think it will always be a part of you, but you can move past the the pain and the fear and the negative emotions and experiences that happen as a result. We'll talk about it, but trauma is just so deep that even on a genetic level, it affects us. I feel like I'm kind of like just getting into <laughs> the whole thing, but it's just it's just such a big topic and it's so broad and it's just so much. But I mean, I feel like it's important to talk about because you're not the only person that it's that is experiencing it. And I think that's helpful when you are trying to heal it because then you are not alone. And realizing that there are people out there willing to listen and help you work through your experiences is like, whew, it's like a big sigh of relief. So, okay. Yeah, it's been like interesting just figuring out what process works for me in terms of healing and grieving and like reintegrating that experience with your normal life or whatever normal means for you. And I guess I'm just being vague, but I just like, this is a very therapeutic, I think means for me to talk about things, but I've just needed a lot of time to process my experiences. And so, yeah, I just took a couple weeks off, but I hope that you guys are staying safe and taking care of yourself and allowing yourself space to be vulnerable and all those things. So to start this off, we can talk about what trauma is. And I just looked it up in the dictionary and it's defined as a deeply distressing or disturbing experience. And for me, that translates to, I feel like trauma is indicative of like our biggest fear. And we've talked about that on this podcast before, but just, you know, our biggest fear being cut off from wholeness. And I think as humans, we forget that we are whole. And so this trauma kind of just adds to the pain and it's a reminder of a time or experience when we felt either cut off from this wholeness. And I think that that can translate to either I'm not safe or my life's being threatened or, you know, if you feel neglected uh, from a parent, it it feels like you are, your life force is being cut off and that, you know, you're worthless or nobody cares or 
And just all of these really intense, complex emotions translating to like, I'm going to die. And that's like really scary because we only understand ourselves, you know, to exist and to be alive. And so thinking about dying and thinking about how scary that is, is traumatic in itself. And so if you can kind of get on a biological level, when you are afraid, your nervous system, you know, fires. And so looking at things from a survival mode, your body is like, okay, here's a humongous threat and we have to transform into, you know, the suit of armor so that we can protect ourselves. And so this happens on a tiny, tiny level, but also like on a systemic level. And so your whole entire body tenses up so you can run as fast as you can or, you know, fight or stuff like that. And so when I think about how these experiences get integrated into our lives, I think about when, you know, we were animals and predators and prey and all of these things. And so it's scary thinking you're about to get eaten for dinner. And so like, imagine escaping that, but then like reliving that over and over and over again, because you just like have this memory. And so that's how I perceive our body and our minds to be taking this experience. And our egos are, like we talked about, trying to protect us. But it's not really aware of some things. And so this experience is so traumatic and so intense and creates so much fear in our bodies that our brain's like, okay, we can't let this happen again. And we need to build our defenses and, you know, just always stay vigilant, always stay ready to protect ourselves in case this happens again. And so it's like building this really thick, strong, durable shield to protect us from, you know, anything being scary or getting us or anything like that. And as we've talked before, since we're not animals now and we have, you know, brains and frontal lobes and judgment and higher order thinking and reasoning, we process things that remind us of, you know, dying or getting hurt or getting this experience ripped out of our hands, we experience all of these things as like life-threatening. So yeah, trauma is any anything that kind of leaves a mark on your soul. And like I said, I think there's kind of a spectrum of how intense the trauma is based on the extent of it. But I wanted to talk about it just because I feel like it's very relevant in our world. And it's like interesting to think about because I understand suffering to be part of, you know, being a human. And they talk about suffering being an inevitable part of existence in Buddhism. And so 
it's interesting to think about how deep the suffering can go. And it's hard to kind of wrap your brain around like, oh, well, that's just part of life. And it kind of seems dismissive and invalidating. I think that talking about our suffering is healing. And I think it's really important. And I think that it's very important when these instances of suffering are very intense and very scary. And they just make you feel, you know, like nobody understands or... I mean, fuck, like the person who experiences it doesn't even understand. But I think that leaving this in the dark and, you know, hiding it and stuff, like I think it does a lot more damage than working through it, which I totally understand people are at different levels in expressing themselves and communicating and feeling and stuff. So it's just, it's just such a, it's just such an interesting thing. But I think it's really important to remember that on some level, like we are all experiencing trauma on a different level. And so that's why I think it's super important that we normalize talking about it and make it, make it okay that people are vulnerable and share their experiences. And it's scary, but I think that when you can process something with someone or with people or as a group or a collective, then it's, it just seems like it would be easier than trying to understand it all alone. So let's see, when, when does trauma happen? And it happens all the fucking time. And I think that it's just so common and it's like, it sucks to like realize that. And it sucks to realize that just part of our existence, you know, like part of the dues that we pay is like suffering and dealing with heavy shit. (laughs) And you can probably tell I'm like still trying to process things. Um, But yeah, so trauma is, like we talked about, anything that's creating this idea that you are separate and you're not worthy and you are all of these yucky things. So when people think of trauma, they think about, you know, abuse, sexual abuse, emotional abuse, physical, mental, those kind of concrete things. Well, there's also People also think of PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder, when people come back from war. That's traumatic, seeing all those things. And it's natural, I think, to hide and want to run from really scary stuff. I think trauma also extends to racism, oppression. And that can be intersectional, like based on your gender, your identity, all of these things. And especially realizing the trauma that exists in Black, Indigenous, and people of color's experiences over the course of, I guess, time. What's also really interesting to realize, too, is like, okay, so let's take a step back. Remember when we were talking about 
things that were happening kind of on a biological level. So if you think back to uh, reproduction and stuff like that. So if your parent or something uh, was abused and that's basically encoded in their body and it's like a part of their experience and they get together with someone who else was exposed to a traumatic experience or was abused or went to war. When they have this child, it is going to be at a very, very high risk to get both of these parents' genetic material. Because, you know, you get half from your mom, half from your dad. Well, imagine getting both of these people's DNA and you, it's like, that's your blueprint. And so you are predisposed to have anxiety, have depression and things like that. So trauma can actually be passed through generations. And I think that's really important to consider when you look at how how a person is today. With all that being said, I think it's really important to kind of remember how this, you know, perpetuated discrimination and racism over time would affect uh, like the present day experience. And I think that it's really important to remember when you look at resources available for BIPOC and these communities who have these really complex experiences. You know, it's something that I will never understand because of my experience, but I totally want to share the impact that these things have on these communities. And I think it's also important to remember the, you know, nervous system response in someone who has been affected by generational trauma. So it's it's a lot of things to consider. And that's just what makes it so much more complex and so much more important to heal. There's actually so much to unpack in terms of trauma for Black people, Indigenous people, people of color, because they they have a different experience than white people do. And I think it's really important to consider the generational impact of trauma because that's basically written in their present DNA. And that's not to say that, you know, white people don't have generational trauma too, but when you look at historically, you know, white people were the role, playing the role of the oppressor and usually the minorities were being oppressed. And I think that's important to remember when you think about the psychological impact and you can't really compare those two experiences. It's a really intense thing that we need to pay extra attention to and be extra mindful of cultural context and respect these different experiences. I'll also talk about one that I forgot to mention, but that's just the trauma that 
you experience when you do not share kind of that heteronormative idea, identity. So for anyone in the LGBTQ community growing up in a society that basically tells you it's not okay to be who you really are in your heart, that's a form of rejection and feeling like you're being cut off from wholeness and it's totally a traumatic experience and then to have to relive that every day. That's a huge, huge avenue of trauma today and and it just is hard because there's not enough resources for these people and especially mental health resources where there is a safe space created and where you have an opportunity to, you know, share your truth in a safe place. And we've got to do better at creating resources for everybody, everybody in the world, everybody. So any other instance where you feel abandoned or neglected? And so it kind of seems like as we talk about this, that there is a lot of trauma in our world. And I think that that can kind of just be mirrored in the fact that there's so much suffering today in society. And, you know, I'm like getting a little overwhelmed thinking about it because it's really sad and it's really, it's just a lot. It's a lot to unpack and it's a lot. It just feels like, you know, you have all this yarn and you have no idea how to untangle it. And so... I think something that helps me when I'm feeling a little overwhelmed is just realizing it's so important that we're talking about it. And it's so important that we address this overwhelm because I know I'm not the only one that feels overwhelmed. And I think everybody's feeling a level of overwhelm. And I think I think just giving space and allowing ourselves to sort through this is really, really important. So the effects of trauma, uh, well, it definitely takes a toll on our lives. And I think that it happens in a lot of unseen ways because, you know, if, if our traumatic experience is altering our DNA and altering how that becomes expressed, then yeah, our behaviors are going to change. And over time, if we leave this untreated, unhealed, then we're basically, you know, rewriting an expression of feeling like our body is always in danger and feeling like we're afraid and just feeling we're always in fight or flight. And so we were talking about everything happening on a spectrum. Well, some instances of trauma induce PTSD, which we just said was post-traumatic stress disorder. And I think that's when a really intense experience kind of leaves like a like a hook like a like when you're fishing and you catch a fish like it will just like hook in the side of our body and you it's just like always there and since it's on a spectrum of course it's going to affect people differently some people are naturally more resilient and can process an experience and work through it and move through it and some people struggle deeply and 
have trouble creating a space where they can heal and process. And so going back to how it takes a toll on our life is so I was saying that our body feels like it's always in danger and the fight or flight part of our body gets engaged basically all the time because we are hyper vigilant and we are afraid. We're afraid of feeling those feelings of worthlessness and danger and fear of dying again. And so we're just always like looking around the corner, you know, freaking out. And when this happens on a day-to-day basis, all this cortisol and adrenaline is running through your bodies. And so your body's just constantly like engaged. And it's like, you've always got this armor up to protect you. And, and that's why I think it's important to realize our response for what it is. And I think that our brains and our bodies are trying to protect us, of course. But I think that since we are not exactly, you know, where we were before in terms of brain development, like like sometimes our ego we talked about will trigger us when we're not really in danger, but it's like a perceived threat or something like that. And so I forgot where I was even saying, <laughs> jeez. But um, yeah, oh yeah. So like at the end of the day, our bodies are trying to take care of us. And I think that is a moment to, you know, be aware of and thank our bodies and thank our brains and hearts for trying to protect us. I think when we have this traumatic experience happen and we, you know, kind of, oh, it's not a big deal. Like it it wasn't that big of a deal. It wasn't that scary or, or we, you know, we experience such an intense traumatic thing that our bodies out of, you know, protection, uh, shut our brain off so that we would stop making memories because it was either too painful or, you know, just trying to protect us. And when we, you know, treat our traumatic experience in this way, then it will, it's not like it goes away. And it begins to manifest in our lives. And I think that's when it's important to, you know, make note of your symptoms or just your day-to-day experience and say, hey, do you think this is from a traumatic experience that I had? So this can manifest in so many ways, anxiety, OCD, having compulsive habits, trying to, you know, control your environment, perfectionism, criticism, judgment, uh, paralysis. I feel like that's like fight or flight or freeze. That's what they call it. Uh, Just, you know, general fear of the unknown, uh, having nightmares, depression, sadness, fatigue, you know, just generally being exhausted feeling shame, feeling hopeless. They're like, it can literally manifest in so many different ways. And I think a lot of mental health is like that. And so it's interesting to see and differentiate between. But I feel like mainly going back to this 
hypervigilance and our bodies are basically in survival mode all the time, our body holding up this heavy steel dense armor is really heavy and our body it takes energy to tense up our muscles and it takes energy to constantly scan your surroundings and so I think this is where a lot of the fatigue and tiredness comes from it's just our bodies are literally fucking exhausted from trying to protect us at all times and that's a little you know intimidating to think about too it's just like dang, like this is really affecting me in a way that I didn't know it was. And so that kind of brings us to, well, knowing that all of this exists and knowing that all of this is, you know, could be an inevitable part of our lives, then how do we heal? And how do we work through this? And is there a way that we can move on? And I think it's important to remember that, you know, this, unfortunately, this experience is going to be with you for the rest of your life. And I mean, you know, it's kind of like living in the past or the future and you can't, you can't do that uh, without consequences and so it it's just a very gentle fragile delicate thing and healing is hard and healing is scary and having to relive all of those really intense raw emotions that we experience when we experience this trauma is hard and It takes a lot of courage. And I think that, you know, how trauma exists on a spectrum, I feel like for a lot of people, this is really heavy to unpack. And like I was saying, being able to know you're not alone during this is really, really, really important. And I think that when you need help and when you want to understand what's going on in your body and understand how to move forward and how to heal, then most definitely talking to a professional would totally, totally be worth it and helpful. That's the thing. It's just you are taking a step to choose peace and to choose healing. And I think That's important to keep in mind when you feel scared and when you feel small and that you are so brave and so powerful in fighting for that healing. If you are still trying to muster up the courage to heal, I think that that's really powerful too. And that's especially when it's helpful to, you know, talk to a therapist or counselor or psychologist, psychiatrist, anyone in the mental health realm. I think that that is is really strong and try to hold on to that strength and find find that love because that love the thing is with trauma is these things happen to you and it feels like you're really small and really broken, but 
you are still a being of light and love. And I know it's like so hard to remember that when things are so shitty, but remembering that you have light in your heart and love and you are whole and you are loved unconditionally. And so it's been helpful for, you know, me to reflect on that and meditate on my wholeness and all those, all those things. And so when you have decided that you want to understand, want to heal, want to get help, unfortunately, I think like most things in life is the only way out is through. And what that means in this context is in order to heal and move past this traumatic experience and the weight it carries for you is to work through it and to work through processing these emotions and instead of, you know, ignoring it, just kind of bringing it to light so that it's not so big and it's not so unknown and it's not so scary anymore. Just like the other things in life, like if you do not shine light on it and, you know, allow it to fester in the dark, then it it's probably going to manifest in ways and it could get worse, it could get better, but I think it's kind of like a marker for our soul to be like, hey, this really needs healing in my human life and this is something that I have to work through in order to understand myself and understand the impact and understand who I still am at the end of the day. Yeah, I think talking through is very important. And if you need a trusted professional individual, then I support that. And I think that that's really helpful. You know, for me recently, I feel like talking through my trauma and experiences kind of helps me to be aware of the entire experience and process it and still remind myself that I'm safe and remind myself that I'm here and present and grounded and things like that. Like I was saying, the only way out is through and I think that This is when having the help of a professional comes in because these are really complicated and challenging emotions. And so I think it's an important part of the healing process to go through these feelings. And so I know that they are intense and heavy, but I think when we can allow an emotion to come over us and allow the space to see it, hear it, take it for what it is and allow it to leave. We can put it back in the filing cabinet that it belongs and actively try to heal every day from these experiences. And I think that it's also important to remember that when the trauma runs really deep, then we are, you know, triggered. And even if it means like we're triggered by the little things, like it's still... Things in our day-to-day life are still going to trigger us, and these triggers are reminders of those really intense feelings that we felt. And that's scary, realizing that you may have to experience those again, but I think it's important to remember how strong you are and how capable you are and 
how you have the strength to be and sit and heal today and remembering that resilience and courage and strength that you possess helps you to move forward when you, you know, relive those experiences or relive these triggers. And I think that's the thing with trauma and when, and it's kind of like when you have a, like a physical injury, um, your body part's never going to forget that that happened to it. You know, like, like for instance, my foot that I sprained, like it's still hurting a little bit, but I think that's just because something so severe and traumatic happened to the muscle that it's still healing. And it's also trying to reintegrate into daily life. Like my body trying to say, okay, well, we have a right foot again. Let's see what we can do, stay mindful, stay aware of the pressure on the foot, how it's taking it, like, is this too much and things like that. And I think that's kind of a interesting metaphor that you can parallel integrating like a traumatic experience into your life. And like we've said, like, we can't just take this horrible thing away. And we can't go back in time and erase all the damage that it's done. And that really sucks to come to terms with too is because like it sucks at how like painful these memories and experiences are and it sucks like knowing that it happened to us and it sucks knowing that we'll never be able to take it away. Like I, it just, it really does. And that's why we have to work on, well, how am I going to rewrite my narrative or go on living my life, you know, starting my brand new life after this trauma? How, how am I going to do this in a way that takes care of myself and promotes healing and promotes growth and promotes safety? It's definitely a day by day thing. And even if it's on a shorter scale, like if you have to take it hour by hour, then that's okay. And I think something that I keep coming back to is like healing is not linear and only you know how to heal yourself and only you know how long it's going to take. And I, I don't think you can just be like, okay, it's going to take me two weeks to heal from this. I think I think I mean more of like you feeling inspired to trust yourself and to trust your healing and to trust and have the, you know, mental awareness and capacity to say, okay, well, I feel like I have been managing better, but I feel like some things still remind me or things like that. And, you know, moving through this experience just as slowly and as delicately as it takes, because I think that that is a way to prevent any, you know, hasty, like throwing, throwing the filing cabinet back in the, or throwing the folder back in the cabinet and like, oh yeah, I figured this out. And it's like, no, this is something important and something serious that you need to be aware of. And I'm sure all like previously, like people don't think, oh, okay, well, this experience is going to be with me for the rest of my life. And so I think just 
you know, advances in psychology and healing and things like that, now we're aware of the permanent effects that these experiences have. But yeah, now that we know that this is the case, I think it's very important that we, it's like a little egg, like you have to take care of this egg and make sure it doesn't break and be very delicate and very, just very present to this new experience and just be compassionate towards, you know, yourself too. Because when you are exposed to something traumatic, like your body, going back to your body, taking care of yourself, like try not to get upset with yourself for having these feelings and having these thoughts and try to give yourself a little compassion and understanding and understand that your body's trying to take care of you and take that moment to practice a little bit of gratitude, but just remind yourself that you are safe and you are here and you're present. So when you begin to handle these experiences like that, you start developing resilience. And I think resilience is like, it's kind of like a spring, like, you know, you can jump on it and then it will spring back. And I think resilience is just you working through your things and understanding that you are bigger than your trauma and you are more powerful than all of the insecurities and fears that you have and know that you have the strength to bounce back and look at all the times you've already bounced back before and it's like a muscle and your resilience just gets stronger and stronger and you'll say hey today I got triggered and I cried but I I cried and that's it like I'm okay and I'm safe and these things just get easier to carry kind of I think just even talking about all of this and understanding how pervasive trauma is in our existence is just a reminder to, you know, extend your compassion to everybody around you and be gentle and kind to others. Because, I mean, you have no idea what anyone is going through. And I think that's given me a powerful perspective of I feel like I'm kind to other people but I think that maybe and and like I think I'm just saying like this experience has taught me like oh well if someone wants to be an asshole like they don't even understand like what I'm going through and I think it just takes moments like these to really create like that compassion energy and understanding. Um, So yeah, while we're healing and stuff like that and really the like reintegration part is probably the most challenging and it's just so important to acknowledge that this happened and that we have to figure out how to move forward and live our lives even though it happened. Of course, like I've been thinking, 
you know, in my life, I'm always like, trust the process, trust the process, trust that everything's meant to happen. But it's like, sometimes things are so fucked up. It's like, why did this happen? There, There's no way, like, this was just supposed to happen. And like, and I think that's almost like invalidating and kind of bypassing if we, you know, immediately jump to that and say, oh, well, this happened because I needed to, you know, build strength. And like, it's like, fuck, like, it's just fuck sometimes. Um, But I do think that we can still validate our experience, but also frame it as like a growth oriented thing. I don't think that you would have been strong had you not had this horrible thing happen to you. And I'm going to try to explain this in a way that doesn't sound completely weird. But do you remember, and maybe if you haven't even heard of it, but there's like um, like a legend that sometimes when beautiful vases or things crack, um, I think it was in the Japanese culture, they would paint the cracks with gold or fill fill the cracks with gold. And it was just like a thing that was talking about, you know, the light comes out of these, you know, seemingly broken, fucked up places. But I kind of understand, you know, my karma and healing to come out of these horrible things. And it's a very, I think it's a very fine line of like, you know, this was meant to happen. But I do think that that our trauma is teaching us so many things. And I still think we'll probably spend, you know, our whole lives like wondering why it happened or wondering why it had to be that way or whatever. And like, that's okay. And I, you know, honestly, like, I don't even want to feel like there has to be a reason. Like, that hurts in itself. But I do know, at least from my experience, that figuring out how I can grow and be stronger is just, you know, what I gravitate towards. And I think it's definitely an opportunity to acknowledge your strength and courage for experiencing something so horrific and coming out on the other side. And I think that's inspirational in itself. And so, and I think it probably started in a way of like, you know, avoidance, but I think now it really helps me to use use it as an opportunity to be proud of myself and to, I don't know, (laughs) it's just like, this stuff is so complicated. But like I was saying, like, I think it's so important that we talk about this and that we grow from these things and find that universality in our world so that we can connect with others and use that connection to heal. Remember, you know, how much love and compassion came from this. And remembering that, you know, everything's everything's going to be okay and you are getting stronger and better every day and you still carry the same strength that you had before you experienced that. And I think healing is not linear. There's not like a fucking 
diagram for everybody to follow and things like that. And so it's really important that you tune into yourself and listen to what makes sense for your body. Only you know how to rewrite your narrative and live your experience. But I think it's super important so that you can reintegrate and keep moving forward, keep growing. So yeah, I appreciate you listening to that and I'm sure it might be a little heavy for people and I think it's totally normal because trauma is fucking heavy and I think that it's really important to remember that it's not as heavy when we can share the burden of carrying this pain with others and remembering how much of a support system you have and how many people care about you and know that you are not alone and know that you don't have to carry this alone. Totally. But yes, this is just a gentle reminder that we are strong and we're going to make it and we're going to grow from this and I'm nodding my head. So yeah, I'm still kind of, like I said, figuring out how to move forward and go back, not normal, but do my creative things, get back into the music, work on this podcast and stuff like that. So I'm just trying to be really mindful and gentle with that whole thing. So I haven't really thought about, you know, what direction I want to take, but I do want to let you know that I am making a Patreon. And so what's cool about that is it, you know, allows this community for supporters and, you know, the creative and author, whoever to share materials, share stuff, build this community and um, things like that. And they have different tiers of membership. So you can do five, 10, fifteen dollars, $1, $3, $100. But each tier is kind of like its own level of membership that comes with different things. And so I'm totally going to do all my free podcasts on Spotify and iTunes and all those things. But I'm going to do like some bonus episodes each week, fun downloads, digital stuff. Like if you want a cute little phone background or something really ultimately what I realize is, you know, healing is hard and stuff like that. But I think when we can surround ourselves with good reminders of our wholeness and kind of set ourselves selves up for success in terms of creating our life and all these things. Um, So now I just feel like I'm rambling, but I've missed you and I'm excited to get back into things and I am sending everyone love and compassion and I hope you have a great rest of your week and you will be hearing from me soon. This is Madeline with Embrace Madness. Bye. Thanks for tuning in this week on Embrace the Madness. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Follow me on Instagram at Embrace the Madness Podcast for updates and more.